Welcome to Lord Lead Me. My name is Savannah and I'll be your host. This podcast is about studying God's Word and applying it to our everyday lives. I hope and pray that God uses me to share His Word with boldness and that your relationship with Jesus deepens on a whole new level. Hey y'all, welcome to the first episode of 2022. I'll be going over chapters 7 and 8 of 1 Samuel. And the text in these two chapters is pretty straightforward and speaks for itself. But I must admit, I really struggled with recording this episode. Not because of the material, but because I kept getting distracted. I would record and edit a little bit and then... Things like the laundry and dishes and sweeping the house would pop into my mind. So I would kind of take a small break and do a couple of things and then come back. It's like every time I tried to come back, I would get more and more distracted. And I felt like it really broke my train of thought and got me out of the spirit of it. So please pray for God to give me focus and clarity and wisdom to continue to do this podcast. A lot of times it's a struggle, but I would rather struggle for the Lord than to struggle doing anything else. Keep me in your prayers and I appreciate your prayers so very, very much. Here is today's episode. Chapter 7 And the men of ker jerem came and fetched up the ark of the Lord and brought it into the house of Abinadab in the hill and sanctified Eleazar his son to keep the ark of the Lord. And it came to pass while the ark bowed in ker jerem that the time was long and it was twenty years, and all the house of Israel laminated after the Lord. And Samuel spake unto the house of Israel, saying, If ye do return unto the Lord with all your hearts, and put away the strange gods and Ashtaroth from among you, and prepare your hearts unto the Lord, and serve him only, and he will deliver you out of the hand of the Philistines. Then the children of Israel did put away Balaam and Ashtaroth, and served the Lord only. And Samuel said, Gather all Israel to Mizpah, and I will pray for you unto the Lord. And they gathered together to Mizpah, and drew water, and poured it out before the Lord, and fasted on that day, and said there, We have sinned against the Lord, and Samuel judged the children of Israel in Mizpah. When I first read this section, the line in verse 6 that says, They drew water and poured it out before the Lord. I was really curious to see what that symbolized. So, I googled it. And in that region in Israel, there aren't an abundant amount of water sources. Like here in the U.S., we have a lot of streams and creeks, rivers, and lakes. But that isn't so in the Middle East. 
there's a lot of desert and sand. Water is kind of hard to come by. So for the Israelites to dump out water, it was very symbolic of them giving their life over to the Lord and their past and what they had done. It symbolized that they couldn't go back and undo what they had done, but they could give what they had to the Lord. And when the Philistines heard that the children of Israel were gathered together in Mizpah, the Lord of the Philistines went up against Israel. And when the children of Israel heard it, they were afraid of the Philistines. And the children of Israel said to Samuel, Cease not to cry out unto the Lord our God for us, that he will save us out of the hand of the Philistines. And Samuel took a sucking lamb and offered it for a burnt offering, holy unto the Lord. And Samuel cried unto the Lord for Israel, and the Lord heard him. And as Samuel was offering up the burnt offering, the Philistines drew near to battle against Israel. But the Lord thundered with a great thunder on that day upon the Philistines and discomforted them, and they were smitten before Israel. And the men of Israel went out to Mizpah and pursued the Philistines and smote them until they came unto Bethkar. And Samuel took a stone and set it between Mizpah and Shin and called the name of it Ebenezer, saying, Here too hath the Lord hath helped us. The definition of Mizpah means watchtower or lookout point. So the Israelites were up on this tall watchtower or lookout point. And while they were up there pouring out water, fasting and worshiping and praying unto the Lord, it drew attention to the Philistines. And since they were at such a high point, it made them vulnerable to the Philistines. The enemy will try to strike when we appear weak and vulnerable. But where we are weak, the Lord is made strong. The Lord was there to protect them and fight for them because they had laid everything out before him and gave it over to him. So physically, they may have appeared vulnerable, but spiritually, they were very strong because the Lord was on their side. So the Philistines were subdued and they came no more into the coast of Israel. And the hand of the Lord was against the Philistines all the days of Samuel. And the cities which the Philistines had taken from Israel were restored to Israel. From Echnaron, even into Gath, and the coast thereof, did Israel deliver out of the hands of the Philistines. And there was peace between Israel and the Amorites. And Samuel judged Israel all the days of his life. And he went from year to year in circuit to Bethel, in Gilgal, in Mizpah, and judged Israel in all those places. And his return was to Ramah, for there was his house. And there he judged Israel, and there he built an altar unto the Lord. Chapter 8 And it came to pass, when Samuel was old, that he made his sons judges over Israel. 
Now the name of his firstborn was Joel, and the name of his second was Abia, and they were judges in Beersheba. And his sons walked not in his ways, but turned aside after lucre and took bribes and perverted judgment. Then all the elders of Israel gathered themselves together and called to Samuel unto Ramah and said to him, Behold, thou art old, and thy sons walk not in thy ways. Now make us a king to judge us like all the nations. But the thing displeased Samuel when they said, Give us a king to judge us. And Samuel prayed unto the Lord. And the Lord said unto Samuel, Hearken unto the voice of the people, and all that they say unto thee. For they have not rejected thee, but they have rejected me, that I should not reign over them. According to all the works which they have done since the day I brought them up out of Egypt, even unto this day, wherewith they have forsaken me and served other gods, so do they also unto thee. Now therefore hearken unto their voice, howbeit yet protest solemnly unto them, and show them the manner of the king that shall reign over them. And Samuel told all the words of the Lord unto the people that asked of him a king. And he said, This will be the manner of the king that shall reign over you. He will take your sons and appoint them for himself, for his chariots, and for his horsemen. And some shall run before his chariots. And he will appoint him captains over thousands and captains over fifties, and will set them to ear his ground and to reap his harvest and to make his instruments of war and instruments of his chariots. And he will take your daughters to be confectionaries and to be cooks and to be bakers. And he will take your fields and your vineyards and your olive yards, even the best of them, and give them to his servants. And he will take the tenth of your seed and of your vineyards and give to his officers and his servants. And he will take your men servants and your maidservants, and your goodliest young men, and your asses, and put them to his work. And he will take the tenth of your sheep, and ye shall be his servants. And ye shall cry out in that day because of your king, which ye shall have chosen you, and the Lord will not hear you in that day. Nevertheless, the people refused to obey the voice of Samuel, and they said, Nay, but we will have a king over us, that we also may be like all nations, and that our king may judge us, and go out before us, and fight our battles. And Samuel heard all the words of the people, and he rehearsed them in the ears of the Lord. And the Lord said unto Samuel, Hearken unto their voice, and make them a king. And Samuel said unto the men of Israel, Go ye every man into his city. Bible doesn't specify how long it was between the people of Israel repenting and pouring out the water before the Lord and fasting and between the point where they approaching Samuel and saying we want a king. We see a repeat pattern between Eli the priest's son 
and then Samuel's sons also fall into that same temptation as Eli's sons did. But the difference between Eli and Samuel is that Samuel, he now that he knows his sons are doing wrong, he isn't going to try to leave them in a judge position. He knows that would be wrong and it would be fatal. He doesn't like the suggestion from the council of the elders about a king. And it's not because he's prideful. It's because he's seen the pattern over and over again of how this goes. And the people of Israel, they won't look into their own hearts and say, okay, this isn't working because my heart isn't in the right place. Instead, their solution is, oh, let's try something different. All these other countries around us have a king. Why don't we try having a king? And it really upsets Samuel. So he goes to the Lord in prayer about it. The Lord tells him, they're not rejecting you. They're rejecting me. Give them what they want and give them a king. And Samuel goes on to warn them what kind of king will rule over them. But they disregard his prophecy. They don't believe Samuel when he says that the king will use the people to glorify himself and use them for his needs. He won't be a man after their best interests, but he will be after what they can do for him. He's going to use them for literally everything. He's going to use people's children to be bakers and farmers. He's going to use them for, for wars and to run before his chariots. He's going to take on top of that a tenth of their herds. They think they're opening up themselves to freedom and more liberties, but they're actually oppressing themselves with this future king. And we have to be careful sometimes what we ask for and what we try to demand and want out of the Lord. Sometimes God will give you exactly what you want. And then you realize, oh crap, this is, this is horrible. I made a big mistake. I didn't know what I was asking for. If we put our trust in man, we will be let down. We are all flawed and imperfect, but our Savior, Jesus Christ, is perfect in every way. He wants what is best for us, and we can't let our judgment and thoughts cloud our minds to think that our wants are greater than His wants over our lives. Thank you so much for joining me for today's episode. If you have any questions or comments or need prayer for anything, please reach out to me on Instagram at Lord Lead Me Podcast. I hope you have a wonderful, blessed day, and I will talk to you guys soon.